0: Okay, we are live for a Friday edition of the Mike and Mario Show. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting and finding out. Uh, Keeping an eye, just, you know, summarizing everything as well as talking about what could possibly be. My name is Mike, and of course I have Mr. Mario here. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing well, Mike. And you?
0: I am excellent. Excited to connect with you. It's Friday. Lots of things happen this week. A lot of things we can project and forecast out into the future. But ultimately, we all know that's about some type of correction. But uh, how are things in the U.K.? What is going on in your neck of
1: the woods? Well, uh, quite a bit this week and for the last few weeks, I'd say. But uh, the
0: two important
1: uh, points uh, to focus maybe on is the uh, Bank of England. They raised Mm -hmm. rates yesterday unexpectedly, a measly Mm -hmm. uh, 0.15%. But they were down at 0.1%. So now we're at a quarter of a percent. And uh, no one was expecting a rate hike, especially with Omicron. Uh, yeah. they, they've scared the public into uh, submission here. Unfortunately, people are canceling Christmas parties. They're canceling uh, 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 pub lunches, Christmas mm-hmm. lunches uh, here in the UK, probably like in the U.S. Uh, people at work, uh, they organize lunches or dinners uh, for mm-hmm. Christmas, but that's all been canceled. And uh, but uh, the Bank of England still raised rates uh, because uh, they said they're concerned uh, about uh, inflation, which came out at uh, over five percent. The CPI, yeah. uh, the yeah. day before they uh, decided which was yesterday, they decided. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think uh, it's okay, give them a little bit of credit, at least they did something, they yeah. didn't just uh, keep talking like the Fed does and they actually acted. Yeah. But I, and it looks like they they're planning to maybe do a few more of these, but I don't think they can get back up to even 1%. Mm-hmm. The last time around, uh the highest rate we had since the uh, 08 crisis when they started raising rates again after that, the highest was 0.75. Yeah. So, um I think they took uh, the opportunity just to uh show that they care about fighting it but i don't think they can already business groups are complaining and the other important thing in the uk is political uh we had a what's called a by-election here last Mm -hmm. night and uh the uh uh uh, mp uh for that uh constituency he had resigned earlier because of corrupt a corruption scandal, which Boris Johnson oh, had oh, to backtrack right on, so uh, uh, and he uh, the in the by election the Conservatives lost that seat. I think for the first time since 1830, so it was like one of the safest uh, Tory seats, and they mm-hmm. lost. So mm. um, uh, there is question a, a lot of question going questions going on about how. Uh, Capable Boris Johnson is to, <clears throat> to remain as Prime Minister, yeah. and, and here in the UK, the system works that his party could actually call for a vote of no confidence on him, and and install a new leader who'd become Prime Minister without having a general election. So that's out there. Mm. Uh, but I, I think he's trying to detract from that. He did take the the blame for for this uh, this by election result. And uh but it, it doesn't bode well. But yeah. uh yeah, that's what's going on. And uh I, I think unfortunately um the economy here is not uh gonna do well. This no. this is the another uh nail in the coffin, especially for hospitality uh and travel and everything else. I think from tonight um you won't be able to go to France, for example. Uh the French have blocked uh mm. even- of omicron uh so a lot of the travel agents are gonna yeah. lose out every uh, that, that so that's what's going on here in, in yeah. terms of uh the most important developments in my opinion
0: yeah and then i also saw something about uh let me I put this on the screen here about uh the the passport situation is beginning to become uh mainstream news over there because you won't be able to do certain things far as far as I guess large sporting events and of course nightclubs so whether or not the people want it or not they pushed it and it was supposed to be uh, something that was, I guess, uh, the people were supposed to have a, a say in it. I think they didn't Didn't they have some type of... Uh, yeah, they had a year. vote in
1: parliament. Uh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. There was a vote in parliament a few days ago. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, the Labor Party is supposed to be the opposition. They all voted for that.
0: <laughs> Overwhelmingly. But there yeah. were about
1: 100 uh, uh, Tories or conservatives who voted against it. But it wasn't enough. Yeah. So uh, the uh, worrying thing about this passport is that you might say, oh, it's just for nightclubs and sporting events. But that's how it started out in Italy this summer. And then it expanded to the whole economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Of course, I'm gutted because I go to the nightclub uh, almost every <laughs> week. Mario <laughs> <Why> we <laughs> in the club. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: But uh, let's uh, okay. Let's let's jump right into some more stories. And so, you, I thanks for giving us the lay of the land because it's always good to find out what's happening on your side as well as what's yeah. happening over here. But let's jump into. I'm curious to get your thoughts. I want to just touch on this real quick. Uh, overall, global consensus is that central banks have decided that now is the time to begin raising rates, and so. As of now, I got the little list of all the central banks, and it looks like, I think, 12 within mm. uh, the last three months have all decided to raise rates from Russia to Czech, South Africa, New Zealand, Bank of Korea, Poland, yeah. you name it. And, uh, of course, Britain, uh, as of yesterday, and a couple others from yesterday, but Turkey decided to drop theirs still. So they're going counter to what the rest of the yeah. world is doing. Very interesting. The, but, yeah, Turkey had, yeah.
1: had raised uh, rates earlier this, this year, though. I just have yeah. to say. That.
0: Yeah. And and then speaking of which, uh, I saw somebody in a comment mention Turkey uh, and it looks like they've stopped all trading um, as the current situation continues to pick up. So lots of events are happening, but it, it looks like all this current tapering talk as well as interest rate hike is leading us towards something. And I think my suspicion is that they're going to try to push this narrative that the recovery was going fine, things growth was happening. And, of course, GDP and all the things we're going to touch on eventually was, it was, looking, was looking phenomenal. But then again, either Omicron or some type of external event, i.e., I think it's going to be some type of cyber event because all the, all this, all the pieces of the puzzle are right there. But uh, And then you factor in, I think it is uh, JP uh, Morgan Stanley, rather, warns that the Fed's turbo typer taper will trigger market chaos over the next three or four months. Will we even get through spring? With all this narrative of tapering and dialing back, you know, liquidity at the time where things are tight, what do you think?
1: Uh, well, uh, the tapering that was doubled uh, in the pre in this meeting, FOMC day, said of doing fifteen, they're going to do thirty yeah. uh, billion. Uh, Jay Powell said that by the middle of March, the ta- tapering should have should be finished, and then the balance sheet will probably be uh, around nine nine trillion, and will mm-hmm. probably stay there for a long time. Uh, they won't unwind that balance sheet for years, I think. But yeah. it, uh, from now to uh, mid March, a lot can uh, happen, uh, uh, especially uh, in, in, the, in the kind of environment the world is, mm-hmm. where uh, politicians and uh, political leaders uh, will uh, spout anything out there to scare people and to, <laughs> it almost seems like they want to do it on purpose. To stop yeah. the economy grind them to a, a halt and we're not even looking now at the supply chain again mm. all this is disrupting the supply chain because you, you're going to get a lot of people especially here uh calling in and saying oh i can't come to work because i tested positive they're mm. really pushing these tests and you were telling yeah. me about the tests. maybe you can elaborate on that and how that's going what's happening in the states in terms of that too
0: Yeah. So I let me see. I might have shared something on Twitter um, where somebody I'm not sure who it was, but, you know, it was it's been recirculated a lot. But the person who put it out there was mentioning how the testing threshold for the PCR test has been elevated back up to 40, whatever. I'm not even sure whatever type of measurement they have. It was around
1: 45, wasn't it? Cycles or something.
0: Yeah. So it's been elevated up and the person was questioning like, why right now? And so of course that leads into the fact that, you know, because of this new variant, people, people didn't buy into it initially. It wasn't enough um, uh, uh, initial response of fear the way they needed. So now everything is testing positive. And I was saying here in the U.S., I S I haven't really been paying much attention to the actual news about it, but in the sports world where I do pay attention to uh, a lot of the NFL teams are missing a lot of their rosters and a lot of NBA teams are missing a lot of their players. because all of a sudden now everybody's positive, it seems. And so that definitely helps with the fear of this is something serious. We, we need to take, we need to jump on top of this, stay ahead of this. And it puts them in a position to control the narrative as well as push their agenda. And in the EU, as we're talking about the with the passport situation, that's really becoming very prominent in each country. Over here, it's state by state. And a lot of states have already said it's not going to happen. But my suspicion is that they can't get to that next phase of this monetary heist unless those passports are out there even more, so that it can be the dom- denominator between the people's financial matters as well as their ability to control this this narrative, because they're going to need a way to get funds to people's hands. And I think the digital ID and passport situation plays a key role in that. But yeah, more fear because it sales and of course profits. Yeah. You know, the people who invested in this making a lot of funds in this. But yeah, well, <laughs> in terms there, of
1: I mean, I follow golf. I haven't heard much about people testing neg- uh, positive in golf. And right now, the golf season is uh, pretty much uh, uh, ended. Yeah, It's like in the hiatus. But I- I- I've noticed that in tennis, though, uh, you've got the uh, Australian Open in January, which is the first uh, Grand Slam event of uh, mm-hmm. 2022. And uh, uh, it, uh Novak uh Novak Djokovic, he's like one yeah, of the best players in the world. Number league. one or two, yeah. Say he's yeah, not the he's won game. many. He's going for a record Australian open title, but I don't think he's going to go because he hasn't uh, taken the the thing. A- yeah. And I saw a headline the other day that there's some other players that are not going to be uh, eligible to go to Australia yeah. because they're so strict. And right. I think that's a good thing. Uh, For uh, that, there are some athletes out there who are standing up and and I, I think it's up to the individual to decide whether they want this uh, medical, uh, you know, uh, treatment. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and I don't think it should be forced on anyone. And uh, it's unfortunate that Australia is doing that. Well, it's going to be their loss. Uh, I don't think he's going to be playing the Australian Open. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Here, So speaking of which, here's a here's a, a thought. So so feel free to chime in. We want to make sure we include you guys. So ask a question, share a thought. We'll definitely try to jump on it because we're trying to put together the pieces of the puzzle to try to make sense of things yeah. and basically keep everybody on their toes. But here's one from Timo. It says, in my opinion, central banks are not ready to, for a market crash. I do not think a market crash will happen anytime soon. The stock market will probably go up even more. <laughs> so anything is possible. That's definitely a likelihood. They want the markets to go up. You know, forever yeah. probably, but I, but I don't think that's 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 definitely not possible, given the fact that is this too many dominoes that are collapsing right now. Evergrande, I mean, you name it, it can't go up forever. So there has to be um, a day of reckoning. It's just a matter of when. But then again, do you want to gamble and be? Do you want to be on that train heading up? or definitely when it comes crashing down.
1: Well, yeah. some so I've heard some people say that uh, you could get another 5 10% up mm-hmm. in the stock market. Yeah. But we're we are near levels that are unprecedented even compared yeah. to the metrics of uh the dot com bubble in 1929 and, yeah. and also we have a lot of uh margin debt almost a mm. trillion dollars in margin debt which is huge. Yeah. And at the same time we're seeing a lot of the uh I saw a headline. I think you sent to me a, a billionaires have sold like 30 billion worth of stock. Yeah. And also uh, like a in corporate insiders, they've sold about 70 billion worth of stock right. as well. And uh, so, yeah, you could get another five, 10 percent, but then you could get like a really sharp haircut. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the old saying, you go up uh, the escalator and down the elevator in the markets, <laughs>
0: Yeah. And it won't be comfortable. It will not be comfortable whatsoever because a lot of people's lives are dependent upon uh, being able to get returns from the equity markets for their retirement. And that's where things will not be able, that was just not something that can last forever, man. Oh
1: yeah. I think that's the only things that's keeping the uh, pension funds and the retirement funds going are the capital gains because uh, they're not getting much income from uh, the bond market, which is supposed to historically i think a lot of the pension funds promised like eight percent uh yeah. income a year but when you have rates uh government bond yields like uh below two they used to be five six seven and corporate yeah. bonds were like 10 11 but now yeah. everything is like below four or three so how are they uh making up for that well the uh the bubble stock market bubble and that's why they the fed had to save the day last year when uh, when the markets crashed like almost 40 percent in a
0: matter of weeks in March. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of which, uh, the bond market. Uh, so here's an article here. Global bond fund sees the biggest outflow since e- early April 2020. Mm. And so people are running. People <laughs> people are running. And so the question is, what are they running to? Of course, they're not going to tell us that, you know, they're getting into the gold and the mainstream media will tell us they're going to Bitcoin. What do you? What's your take on this, my friend? Where Where are people looking for safety? Are they? what are they running from?
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw someone on Twitter, uh, I think, mentioned that, and they said, "Oh, they should go all all in into uh, Bitcoin," <laughs> and uh, I I replied and I said, "Oh, yes, and they should go to te- uh, buy Bitcoin ten to one leveraged." I deleted that though, but um, <laughs> it was supposed to be sarcastic, and some people, it's difficult to for people to detect sarcasm online like that so yeah, i believe Some will take it serious they'll uh, take it serious i mean <laughs> it's, it's difficult serious. to it's difficult to say where people are going i, I mean i could tell them where they might want to go mm-hmm. but uh, they don't think probably like we do uh, yeah. the, if you look at some uh relative analysis charts like from Tavi Costa uh, you probably heard of Tavi Costa yeah he he shows that Hard assets, tangible assets, are still uh, the most undervalued during the last fifty years versus uh, bonds and stocks. So I, yeah. I would probably try to go a little bit into uh, into hard assets, into miners as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I I interviewed a guy from Bmg Group the other day, Nick Barishev. I don't agree with what he said. Uh, He said that uh, you only go into miners after the major, the main stock market crashes. But I'm not too sure about that because today, for example, uh, we've got the Dow down 450 points, Mm -hmm. but uh, my miners are doing really well uh, today. So I I think um, it's not very, I'm not like saying I guarantee that the miners are going to do well, but I I I think they could, especially if gold and silver and all hard assets remain elevated
0: yeah and speaking of Tavi, uh here is a uh little graph that he's showing us oh yeah that's the one so that's what i'd equity showing ratio you.
1: yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> so and i, is, I think uh, you could yeah. you could also put this against bonds as well it would look similar yeah because we've got a bond bubble
0: yeah and so just this visual here tells you how 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 low you know the commodity space is compared to the overvaluations of the equity ratio, so there must be a day of reckoning, it must be there, must be oh, yeah. in the future. So it's just a matter of timing, but yet, once again, I don't play with time just because you'd never be on your side. So definitely get your weight up, you know what to do. Most people here are awake and aware, but it's just the rest of the world who has no clue. Uh, so it looks like we got some questions. Let's uh jump on a couple of questions here. Uh, Rolf said, Check out LBP. Uh, Let me see here. Okay, says pressure. Yeah, he says, "Who is buying all these insider dumps?" Is the question. (laughs) I got my suspicions, but who? Who who, would you say, Mario? I'm
1: not sure if the Fed's buying it. It could be, uh, Mm -hmm. but uh, I think it's the uh, unfortunately the retail investors.
0: Yeah, you think you think
1: so? A lot of times, you know, they're the ones who who get at get in at the top.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's probably those institutions that by law have to buy certain things just because that's a part of their, you know, strategies that, you know, given to them by the government. Or worst case scenario, go Rob Kirby style, talk, you know, the, the plunge protection team <laughs> because yeah. there unknown yeah. trillions out there.
1: Yeah, but I, I think the plunge protection team, they they uh, go into the market to, tr- to try to change the uh, sentiments. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they hold these assets long-term, mm-hmm. but uh, as for the uh, pension funds that are obligated to have like a 60-40 stock-to-bond ratio, right. yeah, yeah. They, they 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 could be buying because they have to, but yeah. who who do they hold those uh, funds for? Well, it's for the retail, for people who are who have their money into the pensions, 401ks. So I don't know if... Uh, everyone in the u.s manages their pension funds they're probably not not the uh the fine benefit uh yeah. or, you know uh company uh pension yeah. funds Th- that's probably uh run by the pension fund managers and, and a lot of times these these uh fund managers they don't care uh about Uh, the real return of those Mm -hmm. funds. They only care that uh, they, they beat the other fund manager, you see. (laughs) So the stock market drops 30% and, and uh, most pension fund managers lose 30%. But you, let's say uh, Mike pension fund uh, manager lose Mm -hmm. 25%. You're going to be considered a, a star because you didn't lose as much. Yeah, but you're still losing 25. So I think that's probably why there's still people buying it. Yeah, and maybe yeah, <laughs> but that's probably why the markets seem a bit topish now. I noticed after the FOMC meeting, markets rallied strongly, mm-hmm. but yesterday and today they're having a, a bit of trouble. Especially, well, yesterday was the Nasdaq. Nasdaq dropped a lot yesterday. Today, mm-hmm. the Dow is dropping 440 points here, or 1.2 percent.
0: Yeah. So something is uh, troubling those markets a little bit. And so on on, on our side here, okay, we, I can't help but not talk about the, uh, it looks like the debt ceiling situation has been kicked down the can. So we're going to 31 trillion, that clock will keep turning over. And it's, yeah. last, it's supposedly until November or, or after the uh, midterms next year. And, and And then we're back at it again. But two trillion here and then it looks like the build back better plan was supposed to be signed around christmas like so sometime this week next week but it looks like they're you know their job on that as well saying it may not pass but we got two trillion here possible two trillion next year this is all heading into 2022 what could go wrong <laughs> what could go wrong with all this debt? yeah and, and
1: you showed that chart earlier about all the countries that have raised rates this yeah year. yeah but they're mostly emerging market countries, and they don't have as much debt as the the U.S. has. Right. So those countries can afford to raise rates, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I would say uh, Great Britain, Bank of England, can't afford to raise rates that much because yeah. we have a lot of debt here too. Yeah. Maybe we're not uh, taking creating as as much and spending as much as the U.S. Mm-hmm. But the U.S. Uh, Congress and the presidents, you know, the executive, they seem to think. Uh, they can keep doing this uh, with no consequence, and uh, right. I, and I think that's another reason why I think Morgan Stanley could be right because they don't see the Fed really being able to raise rates mm-hmm. uh, in 2022. <laughs> While Goldman Sachs, on the other side, they see seven rate hikes next mm-hmm. year.
0: I right. mean, so, the 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 too big to fail banking uh, good guy bad guy narrative, but they all know that something's coming down. So we will see but it is very interesting so ah man this is uh going to be a heck of a uh heck of a uh, 2022 i think this might be the year where we really see some true fireworks but on another front outside of what the us is talking about doing it looks like uh china and russia are at it again <laughs> so uh, they they want to do a new independent financial infrastructure set up and so Uh, It's very interesting how that took place on the same day that the Fed decided to uh, talk about their tapering and stuff like that. But this went under the radar for the most part. But it's a part of the game plan. What are your thoughts on this, man?
1: Yeah, I I spoke uh, about that yesterday in my video. And uh, I I think it's very significant news. uh, Russia actually announced that they've decided to build their own financial system. So Mm -hmm. uh, my video yesterday, I entitled it. Russia and China declare independence from the dollar. Does that mean they they will never have to use the dollar again? Probably not if they trade amongst themselves. Right. But of course, if they trade with some other countries that they don't have an agreement with, they might have to still use the dollar. But I think it's significant. And and, uh, I think Brazil is going to get involved because Putin uh, invited the Brazilian president to to meet in Moscow. Yeah. Uh, in, see, they're going to be January or February. And I saw that Brazil as well uh, is going to kick out the IMF from Brazil. Mm-hmm. They have a, a, an office in Brazil, the IMF, and they're going yeah. to be gone by, by June next year. They're, the excuse there is that they haven't been forecasting the Brazilian economy well enough. Mm-hmm. But I think it's got a, a, a lot more to do, maybe, with Brazil not abandoning the dollar, but uh, joining maybe joining that club too, you know, there's going to be more clubs out there. That's maybe the way to think of it. There's not going to be just one golf club around. There's going to be several,
0: which is a good thing. People can join whichever club they want. Right. I agree. And as the whole the petrodollar system, you know, they're they're deliberately shutting it down themselves with that whole carbon emissions, you know, criteria that they're trying to throw out there. So that right there to me was a sign that, you know, it's time to turn the tide to, towards the uh, other side of this uh, paradigm shift. And then, of course, the bricks, the bricks are it looks like the bricks are back in town. And so mm. with all the accumulation of gold by all those nations primarily. So something is about to give. And in my little video I talked about I always talked about the moment the light switch comes on. It, where the world is forced to recognize that China and Russia, they have officially announced that they want to move on because they will have the solution. They will offer the world a solution to the dollar at some point. Yeah. And the only way they can lure in countries, especially the countries that are not able to protect themselves from the petrodollar war mongering crowd, is to basically have some gold on hand so that you yeah. can join the club at you know when it's time to sit on the table. Yeah,
1: and gold is important because... It gives uh, each of these countries' currency a little more credibility, correct? Right. Yeah, so and, that and, uh, yeah. if Brazil deals with Myanmar, for example, who's joined, uh, I think uh, China now did an agreement with China or Russia. Mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. which one. Yeah. Uh, Brazil will know that Myanmar's currency has some gold backing, so they will accept their currency and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, the do- I think even the the head of uh, the biggest oil company in russia uh, rosneft he said mm-hmm. that the dollar is losing a lot of uh, its uh, credibility because right. they're they're creating so so many uh, dollar claims through qe as well
0: right right and so The dollar or the Federal Reserve note in the system itself is the tool that they're using. They're using that tool to execute their last hoorah before they themselves look to, you know, that's a part of the whole great reset agenda. And so with the World Economic Forum doing what they're doing, like they have put themselves in charge of executing Mm -hmm. this world shift towards, you know, the digital version of everything. So I'm looking at more and more countries now are ready to roll out their pilots. Uh, We got a lot of African countries, a lot of some European countries and they are using. Certain protocols, uh, and it looks like Stellar is being used heavily in uh, Africa to help build infrastructure for these CBDCs. So we kind of see the game plan. Now it's a matter: of will they be able to do this in time? Because if the system does plunge and that stuff is not ready, or we're told it's not ready, it makes it hard to roll it out and put into people's hands and have that sense of credibility and trust amongst the people. And that's what I think what might be might come up a little short on that. So. But it is what it is. Let's get some questions, man. Feel free to throw out some questions, uh, and we'll definitely love to touch on them. So Pablo Pina says, Ukraine, CBC uses Stellar, right? So Stellar is a part of the game plan. And XRP... Is that,
1: I, I, that I, Stellar Lumens? Yeah. Is that,
0: okay. Yeah. So w- the, one of the same guys was responsible for helping develop uh, XRP. So XRP is still in litigation, and that's been going on forever. So I'm wondering, what, what are they trying to accomplish with that? Or, or slow down, rather? But we'll find out in time. But then to talk a little bit more on uh, China-Russia relationships real quick, I had a couple more articles on the show. Uh, here's an article, China-Russia collaboration in space poses uh, challenges to the West. So that's something they're working on. And then I came across another article that says, China-Russia signed an agreement to build joint base on the moon. <laughs> so it looks like China-Russia got a lot of plans, and the West is not included. Uh, I,
1: I think that base on the moon is a little bit of wishful thinking.
0: <laughs> but and, and another thing i, I saw that uh some, something about the metaverse i think boeing boeing is looking to build planes in the metaverse <laughs> like <laughs> i seriously saw that it's oh, crazy it's it crazy man uh, well billy right, so, billy
1: wants to billy uh, wants to get into the metaverse
0: <laughs> really with the billy coin or
1: something <sighs> no he wants to go uh for oh, in the metaverse.
0: So you want to add an Avatar in there? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's yeah. see what questions we got out here. It says, uh, "Let me see, go back here." I saw some thoughts out here. Uh, so, yeah, we, we one thing we did not touch on just yet is the actual activity in the silver and in the, in the metals market, man. So, as of right now, as we're speaking, we're in the green. <laughs> so, yeah, it,
1: it, it, yeah, we're. I mean, silver is pretty much unchanged now but it, 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 that's normal because <laughs> during u.S hours they always seem to uh, come after it but we we got up to like 2270 o- almost earlier yeah and uh, yeah. the encouraging thing is that we're seeing the the Dow down 450 but mm-hmm. gold gold and silver are holding up quite well yeah and uh, yeah. the miners as I said are doing quite well. Uh, I have some Newmont mining and uh was up like eight percent yesterday it really Mm -hmm. rallied in the last few hours which is quite positive i think so uh yeah the gold uh sentiment and mining the miner sentiment was really bad just Mm -hmm. before the fomc announcement and after the fomc announcement yeah uh, right after gold dipped to like uh 1752 and Mm -hmm. now we're like fifty dollars higher so i think it's it's pretty. It's looking better. I think. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to uh, make these forecasts, but I think we uh, we've seen a short term bottom for gold and silver, and it yeah. was uh, on FOMC day. Mm,
0: we will see. We will see. Yeah. But definitely, it's a. Uh, I, so I bought. Th- uh, I
1: bought some half dollars yesterday. Yeah.
0: Some uh, yeah sixty four Kennedy half
1: dollars. Uh okay, just okay. a few. I, I went to uh the local coin dealer. There's not many coin dealers in the UK. Yeah, uh, there are bullion dealers, but like uh traditional coin dealers where you can buy uh collector's coins as well. There's not yeah. many of them, but uh the one I, I go to, he's still around. And yeah. uh, yeah. but uh he had some one ounce silver coins, and uh for one it was like 30 pounds, which is like a big big premium. Yeah. Uh, and I said, Well, how come so expensive? And he said, Well, there's not many of them around. And uh he said, I, I would do it, if you buy 10 though, I'll do it for 25. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you look at the uh the price of silver in the UK, it's uh, 17 pounds. So he's uh, there is VAT on it, so yeah. but still
0: quite a lot, the premium that we're paying here, yeah. Um, So let's get to some questions. I see some questions out here. Here's something from Economic Prepper it says: How many rate hikes uh, for the Fed next year? What do you what? Do you, what's your what's your guess? What would you say? Would they actually be able to get to one or uh, two or what? Two, I think. Yeah, two, two. two. I- I'll say possibly one, and then around that time frame, well before then, there's going to be a lot of volatility in the markets, and there's going to be some pushback and the possibility of some type of. Event, whether it be the variant responsible for it or some type of cyber event, like I really think that that's going to be something that is being played out there. So I'll say one and Uh, maybe we can
1: touch upon GDP because, uh, that the GDP, uh, because Jay Powell, Mm -hmm. uh, in his press conference, he uh, a few times he said, Yeah, our economy is really strong, yeah, Uh, and and the fat they see GDP at six percent. In Mm -hmm. 2021 and then four percent next year and i wanted to show the viewers that um uh, yes the gdp number looks good but if you look at the way they calculate gdp they add government spending to gdp there at the top there gdp Mm -hmm. is the sum of consumption that's private uh sector consumption investment and then they add government spending And, and the government can only spend when they tax the private sector yeah. And, uh, did you, do you know what the debt budget deficit for the 20, uh, the tax year, uh, fiscal year ending in September, 2021 was, it was like mm-hmm. over 12%. So the government's overspent by 12% of GDP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if you, uh, Eliminate that overspending and you go to a balanced budget, you're gonna mm-hmm. take out 12% of GDP growth, according <laughs> to that thing. So actually, private economy shrunk by six percent. Uh so it's all government financed all the growth. Mm-hmm. Next yeah. year the deficit is gonna be seven about seven and a half percent, and they see four percent GDP growth. So it's still gonna be uh negative for the private economy and that's why we're seeing rising prices because government is doing all the spending and no one's producing anything extra in the private economy uh a lot of it of course is coming from abroad and people are importing from china but that so uh, you know imports takes away from gdp as well so you could be right about the fed they might not be able to raise rates at all yeah because the economy is not really as strong as um people think
0: right they're lying to us about everything and uh just globally you know the world still in need of dollars and so if they're raising they got a lot of zombie companies out there that will be uh forced to be paying back in uh slightly higher and all it takes just a little bit more of an increase which puts more of a of a burden on them to repay their debts and not everybody's in debt in a sense so it's going to be something it's going to be a lot a, a lot of dominoes falling over here and then we're not even talking about what's happening out in um, in China with Evergrande and all those other, you know, companies going belly up. So it's going to be a lot of stuff uh, coming our way pretty soon, but it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. All right. So let's jump to a couple more questions. Let me see here. I saw something. I see somebody about a troll out here. <laughs> that troll. So I'll, I'll put them on pause. Yeah, it says uh, Ryan says, do you think. Uh, the end of the system will be when China and Russia create their new system and or a war with China and Russia. Great question. What do you think, Mario? Well, they already announced a new system yesterday. Mm-hmm. So uh, it,
1: it, might, it might have uh, been kicked off already at the end of the system. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if there will be a war uh, because in the past, wars have been fought uh, to change society uh Mm -hmm. and why do i say that well there's a really good interview uh between g edward griffin and norman dodd it was Mm -hmm. conducted in the 1980s norman dodd -hmm. norman dodd uh he investigated all the tax free foundations in the 50s Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he found that the carnegie uh institute for international peace was they asked those questions in 1908 how can we change the way americans think uh you know uh And they said their conclusion was that barring an event like a war where Mm -hmm. we could change people, the way people think very quickly, it would take too long. So uh, I already think they are conducting a war to change the way people think. And that started last year in March with with Mm -hmm. what's going on. It's a a war because the wars are usually to change us, you know, the public. Right. So, right.
0: And to, uh, and to pull off and, and to pull off their agenda,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's a cover right. up and to pull I off think, their agenda. <laughs> and I think Russia and China, they they they're playing along with the uh, the same agenda, they're, right? And all this talk ab- about war with China and Ukraine and is all theater, I think, by the yeah. powers that be.
0: Yeah, Rolf says World War One was to destroy the monarchies in Europe. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, partly, and also to, uh, take Europe of sound money. And also, uh, it, it was to create the federal reserve as well, because the federal reserve helped finance that war as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so Rod B, I see your thought there. So other than just, you know, so as I'm, as I'm streaming right now, I'm usually, I'm, I'm talking, so I try to glance and see what's going on. So, I did put somebody on time out, but it says, so his words did. They change our view of Mike and Mario. How will you win him over by silencing him and not being aware of his complaints. So I'm not even, I didn't get a chance to read any of his thoughts. So I just saw some of the people in the community that I do trust and they're saying there's a troll out there. So I just believe it. And go well, I didn't corners, see buddy.
1: anything here because uh, yeah, I don't have
0: access to some of the so stuff. So I put somebody on out, but you know, I try not to worry about it. So, uh, you know, well, join me. Join me again for a live stream, and I'll definitely get to your thoughts and questions. So, um, but anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, let me see. Yeah,
1: and the other thing about World War One,
0: if mm-hmm. I could add, one of the objectives
1: was, I think, to bring in uh, the League of Nations.
0: Yeah, wow. the
1: problem was that the uh, Americans didn't uh, buy into the League of Nations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the I think uh, the U.S. government and the Senate, the Congress, never approved it. Yeah. because a lot of people thought it would lead to world government. So, <laughs> what's then they had to bring in World War II. and and then you know the U.S. did accept the United Nations. So some people argue it's because of that as well. You kill off, yeah, and killing off the European monarchies makes sense because uh, if you have world government, the monarchies lose all their power, right? Yeah. so they probably wouldn't have wanted a, a League of Nations uh the the uh, kings and queens of Europe
0: yeah very true and so now they're trying to do every do away with the real world and take us towards a virtual world <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> and, and, and also they, they
1: want uh we already see that the UN is kind of running things the yeah. WHO is show is part of the UN IMF World Bank is all all the same. Uh,
0: yeah. And speaking of which, uh, no, not well, I saw an article talking about Russia is now you know, making some demands on what they want to see in order to, I guess, you know, dial back their escalation that the West is telling us about. And it has to do with, you know, NATO. Stop, stop, you know, stop, stop fueling things. Stop putting people on our borders and stuff like that. And we'll dial back, too. But of course, I think that's a part of the plan to cause that type of distraction. So we'll see. But anyway, uh, so we have about forty minutes, so let's get ready to dial back, Mario. Uh, let's talk about uh, projections heading forward. So we got uh, what about uh, two more weeks of this year? Anything you anticipating or seeing before we head into twenty twenty two? Anything?
1: Unfortunately, I think they're gonna dial up the uh, the fear mm-hmm. uh, in the next few weeks. They're yeah. talking here uh, in the UK of possible lockdowns after the new year. Mm. Um. In terms of economics, I think it's gonna. I think they're trying to uh, maybe engineer some kind of slowdown a little bit so they don't have to raise rates or taper as much as possible uh, the way you think. And uh, no, apart from that, uh, personally, I just, uh, just trying to, uh, yeah, try try to stay clear headed and not Mm -hmm. be uh, scared by, 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 um, our leaders because they've scared a lot of people here in the UK mm-hmm. the last yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, I told you before we came online that uh, I went into town today. I walked into town and it's completely different now. A, a couple of weeks ago, we you didn't see too many people wearing uh, coverings. Now, now it's almost everyone. And uh, you can sense
0: kind of the fear uh, out yeah. there. <sighs> Yeah, so heading into the rest of this new year, man, enjoy the enjoy this Christmas season, yeah, you know, with family and friends. So of course, Fauci you're talking about. You might want to make sure you question everybody before they come into your house. Make sure they participated, and you know if not, yeah, it, it's all, it's fear as you just mentioned. Enjoy mm-hmm. the Christmas season, man. We know the time or the the, the time we were given for this and what the season is all about, supposedly. But other than that, enjoy it, man. Enjoy this year. We able to get through it for those that are still here and get ready for an exciting 2022. And be on the right side of history. And Of course, we know that the the banking situation is what they're trying to cover up. So I did a little video talking about how cash is a threat. Cash cash squeeze is underway now. So you might want to have a little some extra outside in case things happen to go cut off. And of course, continue to stack while prices is the cheapest that they've ever been in human history in relation to everything else that uh, they're trying to prop up. So I think you will be rewarded with your patience. So don't give up the good fight. Continue to get your weight up. Stay prayed up is my motto. All right. Well, everybody be blessed, be safe, and enjoy your weekend. And, of course, uh, hit the thumbs up button, Manico64 on YouTube, Rethinking A Dollar, wherever we're at. Be blessed. See you guys later. Peace. Peace.